Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi everyone, welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life. Today I'm here with Kim and Ryan. So Kim and Ryan, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you for having us. How are you? Yes, of course. I'm doing great. Thank you for being here. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourselves and you know your relation to the military life. Well, thank you for the cue. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I'm Ryan. I've uh, been in the military for about going on 14 years, um, and we have, boy, we bounced around a couple of places. So originally, I was, uh, we were stationed at Effie Warren Air Force Base, and then from there, we moved to McDill Air Force Base. So Effie Warren's in Cheyenne, Wyoming, for those who may not know, pretty small town, <laughs> small base, small mission. Uh, and then from there, we went to McDill Air Force Base, which is in Tampa, Florida, Huge change in scenery and a lot warmer. So we enjoyed that uh, opportunity yeah. to go, go there. Um, and from there, we moved to San Antonio, Texas. And then after San Antonio, we came to Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson. Is where, it's where we're uh, actually stationed right now. Um, in a former life, I was a civil engineering guy uh, in the Air Force. So that was my job. I used to work on generators and now I'm a logistics guy. So I move people and things uh, from one place to another, kind of like Amazon for the Air Force. Um, so it's kind of a good opportunity. Love what I do. Really enjoy it. And Kim and the kids have been along for the ride this whole time. So, yeah, we have four kids, mm -hmm. 12 and under. So, yeah. Yep. What's it like kind of raising military kids moving around all about? chaos <laughs> it is you know it's it's kind of organized chaos because you always have a plan for where you're going to go and what you're going to do um, but things change on the fly and you kind of have to flex with that so um, always having a plan is obviously helpful but um, those plans don't always come to fruition and you kind of have to be flexible and uh, so there's a little chaos in there and it's always it's always a little bit of fun. We kind of like the, we like the chaos. We like the chaotic life of uh, raising kids in the military. I don't know if they think that, um, but <laughs> I think, uh, you know, our kids have seen things that uh, I definitely have not seen yeah. when I was, when I was their age. So a lot of benefit to being a military child, also yeah. some challenges. So, uh, you know, there's that emotional piece where they get tied to one location Um one, you know, set of friends, you know, their favorite uh, things that they like to enjoy. And then we got to snag them away from that. Yeah, that's definitely a challenge. And like, you know, so McDill is right up the street from me about two and a half huh. hours. So we go there awesome. quite often. Um, my dad's retired, so we don't okay. live near a base really, but we do go to McDill quite often. Um, but leaving places San Antonio, I was there for just under three years, and that was the hardest place to leave ever. <laughs> like, I loved oh that God. place so much. So, and how old were you when you left? I was 12. I had just Eight. turned 12. 
So that was definitely, I was there. Um, I was about nine and a half when we moved there. And then I was 12 when we left and it was the hardest move ever. <laughs> like I loved Texas so much, but yeah. yeah, I think, I think our kids would share that sentiment. They really, yeah. I think we had how many kids in the cul-de-sac? Like 18 kids. We had 18 kids in our cul-de-sac. They were outside every day. And then we get to Alaska. Alaska. And guess what? We got here in September and it gets dark here in the winter. Like you, yeah. the, the sun does not come out. And so um, it makes it a little bit of a challenge because our first year here, the the winter, everyone kind of hunkers down and you don't see anybody out on the street. Yeah. Like nobody's right. out. And then all of a sudden uh, the winter ends, summer comes and everybody's like, out there. Like, start, I didn't know all these people existed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people start coming out of their homes like, what's going on? The sun's out. Wow. And then they, yeah. you know, they start uh, coming out. So Texas was, I would say it was the hardest leaving Texas was the hardest move for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think made Texas so hard? Cause like everyone says Texas is just Texas. Like there's, there's no specific reason. It's just Texas. I think it was just the relationships we all formed. I mean, we lived in this cul-de-sac. We were all military families. We lived on base. Yeah. And everybody was in the same boat. Everybody. I don't know. My kids lived outside. Like, on Saturday mornings, they'd be outside by nine o'clock. They'd come in and grab a plate of lunch, take it outside, come in for dinner, yeah, and then go back outside till it was like nine o'clock. Like, okay, you guys have to come in. <laughs> Texas was definitely just like it was a community there, and it was just it was just a place to be. And you know, everyone says like the stars are brighter in Texas. It's so true. You know, yeah. Texas is just it's a it's a little like little place in itself that you miss that when you leave and you can't it's hard to separate that and be like okay I have to go back to somewhere else now I know and I think a lot like we were in San Antonio yeah but I feel like most of the city was military like everybody was in the same boat and so that was nice yeah it's such a huge military community there that Everyone gets it. Everyone understands. And it's just, you know, everyone's so friendly there. Yeah. It's so different going to other places where people aren't as friendly. Yeah. That was some feedback we got about Alaska. Just the other day we were talking to an airman and we're like, Hey, what do you think? He's from California, but same kind of concept. He's like, I wave at people. Nobody waves back. (laughs) But I don't feel like anybody did that in Florida. No, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, Florida's kind of the New York mentality. When we, yeah. Yeah, when we got to Florida, we went, like, the first night we got there, we went to Panera, and everybody was honking their horns. And in Wyoming, like, nobody honks their horns. So I'm right. like, oh my gosh, like, someone's going to get shot. Like, <laughs> and then by the end of it, we were honking our horns, just oh, yeah. like everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny how you adopt some of that mentality that you get from wherever you live. So <laughs> Yeah, it's like picking up that little bit of culture, you know, wherever you go. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely military life for sure. And, like, you know, I only lived in Cleveland, Ohio, San Antonio, Texas, and now Cape Coral, Florida. Um, that was my journey as a military kid. My dad was reserved, so we didn't move around much. Um, and now I'm about to marry a Marine and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to experience a whole different side of the military life of, you know, moving around, experiencing the different cultures. Like 
crazy chaos, like like you said earlier, <laughs> organized chaos for sure. Yep. So <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well, good news is the Marine Corps is small, so you're not you may not be bounced around as much, but I yeah, don't know. you never know. You never know. So exactly. Yes. So you guys are authors. So tell me kind of how you got the idea to start it and what that journey has been like for you guys. Well, so the book that we wrote um, is all about PCSing. So we're an active duty family. So we move around somewhat regularly, not as often as some, but um, we have moved around a few times and our kids kind of felt the the uh, impact of that. And going back to what we had talked about with Texas, you know, we had 18 kids in the cul-de-sac. We had all of the things that the kids really enjoyed doing, um, parks nearby, all the things that they enjoyed. That was kind of the inspiration of the book. Um, it's just a very short story. So not a, not a long kind of poetic story. And then on the back of the book, there's actually some activity pages. And so our youngest yeah. son, who, he uh, really. what's that? He doesn't really do that. But we did like places to you, like the addresses so you can keep track. Yeah. Of your addresses. And then like your best friends you made along the way. Sorry. And oh, then so we cool. mostly did this page for our little, our youngest boy. Gosh, this thing is so, we're so computer illiterate sometimes. <laughs> Um, because yeah. he was diagnosed with autism when we lived in Texas and he has a hard time. He had a hard time with a lot of kids with autism expressing how they feel like they can't put into words. So sometimes it's easier for them to point to a picture. And so that was our inspiration, especially for this back page where they can tell us like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. It was like, yeah. sort of sad, happy, nervous. Right. The different you know. emotions. Yeah. Um, because when we moved here, he was four, three. Mm-hmm. How old is he? How old is he? He's five. He was three mm-hmm. or four. He's three. Well, he had his birthday. When we were like, I don't know. Three <laughs> or four. I don't Somewhere know. around there. You know, and so he had like his like talking skills were not great then. And so he had a hard time telling us how he felt. Yeah. So I think that's the case uh, for all kids, not just. Yeah. Not just yeah, children of with autism. Um, I think all kids at some point in their lives have, have difficulty expressing how they feel, especially when they're overcome by emotions. It's easier to kind of, as the parent, to talk through that and then have them point to some pictures and kind of explain their feelings. And then what I think the value in that back page is the prompts that come with it. So like, if you're feeling sad, maybe you can take a nap, maybe you can close your eyes or hug a stuffed animal, you know, those types of things. And then some of them are very PCS related. So count the box. Like if you're hyper, you're excited, go, mm-hmm. go around the house and go count some boxes, go see how many boxes, <laughs> are in you know, go build a fort with the boxes that exist. Yeah. So there are kind of some activities. And then uh, as you go one page further, there's actually some older kid prompts. So like, just like discussion prompts, just family discussion make. prompts. So for mm-hmm. example, my favorite memory in this place is, or I can remember, and then you just kind of share an early memory and you go around the room talking about that. However, your family wants to do it. Or even in the car on the way to your exactly. next location. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the story behind the inspiration of the book. Um, 
and why we kind of thought it was important to share that. Because I think kind of wrestling with your emotions as a child is very important, especially during PCS. And there's not really a whole lot of tools out there that exist for children who have to go through some of those emotions during PCS. Yeah. And it's definitely a struggle, like at any age, you know, moving around, um, trying to process how you're even feeling, because a lot of the time you're so excited to get to the new place and get, you know, to explore a new location. But at the same time, it's heartbreaking moving and leaving friends and, you know, leaving a place that you loved and you called home for, you know, however long it was. And so it can be hard for kids to to understand that. And, you know, it's not easy and they have to kind of learn to cope with that from such a young age so that like something like this with the book and especially that page with the different emotions on it is able to, you know, help kind of guide them into the, okay, you are not alone. What you're feeling is, you know, validated and you know, here's how you can kind of go around that too. Absolutely. So kind of identifying those feelings and then figuring out ways to, to, you know, if you're sad, then obviously you want to kind of find ways to to help the child cope with that sadness Um, and validating obviously some of that sadness, like you said. So I think it's important. And I think that's, that's our goal is to provide this as a resource for military families um, we're not out there to make money on the book. Uh, in fact, we haven't even broken even. And I, I don't know that we ever <laughs> yeah. and we're totally fine with that. Uh, yeah. really, we're because we went good. looking in like 2018, 17. We went looking like, okay, what can we, what can I buy to help my kids? Right. And we're like, we're not coming up with anything. Like, and so finally, we put words to paper. You can't buy it, build it. So we built yes. it. So we created a resource for kids uh, and families to, to have that. And so. Um, the title of the book is it's time to say goodbye. And we got a funny story about the, the illustrator. If you want to yeah, go into that, but, go um, for kind of, it. <laughs> kind of interesting, but uh, the illustrator's named Scott Burroughs, really awesome guy. Um, and as we were kind of going through the preliminary research of finding an illustrator, we found one and she was some lady in England that was like, yeah, I'll do it for, you know, this, this amount of money. And it really wasn't a whole lot of money. And I'm like, dang, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And then as we had gone back and forth, we were like, you know, it's great that this lady in England is willing to help us out with this. And, you know, obviously she probably wants to make a little money, but why don't we find an American author, somebody who might have a better understanding of some of the Americana that might be involved in, in the story. Right. And so we kind of, yeah, we kind of went that route. And so we did, we continued our search and I ran across this guy who had done some stuff for Disney and then all this other really cool stuff. and reached out to him and his secretary um, got a hold of me and said, yeah, Scott would, would be interested. Why don't you give him a call? And so we called him and he's like, Hey, send me a proof of your story. And then we kind of talked about what it was about. He's like, wait, military families. And I said, yeah. He said, Oh, actually I was a military kid. So I know all about this. And so it was kind of serendipitous that we were able to, to find him, find him and have him illustrate our book because he knew and understood. I can't remember was the Air Force or Army. Yeah, Air he was Force. Air Force. Um, he knew and understood the the challenges as a child with moving, and so he was very inspired to uh, go ahead and illustrate the book for us. So just gave him the parameters and 
gave him that creative freedom to go ahead and go with it. He did. So he did an awesome job. Yeah, that's awesome. And like military families, you know, help other military families, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of military life is, you know, you have a community wherever you go, you know, even if you move to a new place and are in the middle of nowhere and you know, nobody like, you know, there's another military family there who's ready to help you. And that's what's, that's the beauty of it. Exactly. Like we always talk about like, oh, when I retire, you know, when he retires, I'm like, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I want to give it up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm nervous to give up military life. We've been married the entire time he's been in. Like we got married before he ever went to basic training. Yeah. So that's all we've ever known really together. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to like reach, have him retire. You know what yeah. I mean? He comes, I'm like, I don't know if I want to settle down. What are we going to do? You know, how can we live in the same house for 20 years? Like, that's mind blowing to me. People, people, yeah. it's funny because she moved a little bit as a kid as well. So her dad was in the uh, Department of Corrections. And so they kind of moved around the state. Um, so she's not, she's not used to settling in yeah. her own roots, anyways. Yeah. But for me, I grew up in the same house for like 15 years and didn't move. I knew all my friends. So for me, that was He like never left the little, like the county. Yeah. <laughs> so moving for me was a foreign concept. Um, and then I joined the military. And we do really, really enjoy the opportunity to kind of, you know, rewrite your story for every yeah. few years and yeah. get to kind of start from scratch. Um, but that comes with a lot of pros and cons. So. I mean, my kids still complain. And I'm like, you guys, you don't know how good you have it. Like, <laughs> we would have only dreamt of going to Florida. Or we we would have only dreamt of seeing a glacier in Alaska. Yeah, I know. Seeing the dog sled races. Or, and know. my kids are just like, meh, whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, we, like, I mean, you never went on vacation at all growing no. up. I mean, we went to Disneyland a couple times growing up. And that was yeah. it. Like, we didn't travel. So I'm like, my, my gosh, my kids have stayed in more hotels than I ever have. It's like, are we staying in a hotel? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I don't know what the thrill is of staying in a hotel for them. but It gets tiring yeah. after a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for them, it's the journey, not necessarily the destination. So they yeah. like. They like the journey. So it was how many days was it? Tra- PCS and from Texas, Texas to, here. to here, thirteen days. Thirteen oh days gosh. in a car in a minivan. You know, all, all together. Together. It was awful. So we all have these <laughs> stories. So I mean, driving from even from Cheyenne, Wyoming to Florida was an adventure because we had one of our kids was teething really bad. Oh if you know gosh. anything about kids, you know, teething causes some bowel issues as well. So yeah. <laughs> he's having some really bad. Uh, we were pulling over issues. like every 30 minutes. Yeah. I was oh my God. That, but <laughs> Makes the drive even longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh there's, it's always fun to hear PCS stories, but uh, yeah. that's why we love the military community. Cause we all, like Kim said earlier, you know, we all kind of go through the same thing. We all go through this similar journey, but different, you know, different situations individually. And so it's fun to kind of hear some of those, those yeah. stories and see, you know, what everybody has experienced. But this book has kind of brought us together a, a little more with the military community as we've kind of gone out. and Made connections made with connections people with we people. haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, of course. So I always like to wrap things up by asking about what piece of advice would you give to another military family, another spouse, another service member, another child? What would you say? Hmm. Well, 
I think we kind of talked about this. I would say don't have expectations for your how your children should react to a situation. So if you're going to drop a PCS on them, I would expect some emotions to go with it. So there's going to be highs and lows. Um, I would say for the emotional piece, right. Leading up to the PCS, everyone's excited. Hey, we're moving guys. But then with that, you know, as time gets closer, everybody, the feelings start coming in. I'm mad. I'm sad. Have an understanding that your, your kiddos are going to probably have some struggles along the way, especially because you're not in the same situation as them. So having a little of that empathy with their situation um, is really important. And having those discussions with them as a family, uh, we, we believe strong families are the core to, you know, a good, I guess, military career. So regardless if you're in for three years or if you're staying in for 20, um, a strong family bond is, is absolutely critical. So making sure that you make the, have those discussions and those hard conversations just as much as the fun conversations. Yeah, Anything else? of course. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Let them help, help plan everything. I mean, get them involved as much as you can, because if you just make all the decisions for them, they're not going to be invested into it. So if you yeah. let them help plan your PCS, like, okay, you know, you're in the car for so many days. You can't just sit in the car every day, all day long. You need to take them to go do things. So say like, okay, we're going to hit up this city, this city, this city. What do you want to see? You know? Right. And yeah. What's them- one thing you want to do when you get there? Like, what what can we do? Like week one, we get to, yeah. to the new location, you know, because some people have to fly. So if you're flying to a new country or whatever, like, hey guys, we're going to Germany. What's, what's one thing you want to see as soon as we get there? You know, once we actually get settled, what do you want to do? Um, yeah. Of talking course. about those things. So I think just keeping them involved and keeping them help, letting them kind of help make some decisions. Yeah. Cause then they feel involved in it and it makes things a little easier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and where can we find the book? Where can listeners find it and purchase it and read it and everything? Well, you can, uh, the title of the book is It's Time to Say Goodbye. And if you type in Kim and, uh, so my name and Kim's, it's written by Ryan and Kim Pease. And you can just type that in Amazon. You should be able to type it in Google and it'll show up. So Amazon is where we sell our book. Um, You can go on there. It's what, $9.99, I think, Mm -hmm. for the book. Um, And we try to keep costs as low as possible. And if we end up uh you know finally breaking even then maybe we'll lower the cost to to a more more even even better price so but yeah you can find us on amazon uh should be able to find us on google anywhere else we can you can find us on instagram yeah at move in military kids like not moving move in <laughs> move in military, military kids. kids all one word yeah and there's a link in our bio there too Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being on and telling more about the book and sharing what it's been like for you guys. Well, thank you for having us. We had a great time. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.